everything, everything you own has a connection to fossil fuels. Prove me wrong. This is shooting the shit. Hey, what's going on, people? And welcome to Shooting the Shit for Thirsty Thursday, the 20th of October. Red October, that is, because I am a Philadelphian, and my Philadelphia sports teams are doing absolutely fantastic right now. <laughs> so that was Material Girl by Madonna in the Material World. Yes, people, I said it. And I love to hear your responses to me. UnrealPodcast101 at gmail.com. That's how you get a hold of me. I said it. I will bet you 99.9% of the things you own, your home, the things inside your home, your automobile, everything that is actually on your person, your clothes, your cell phone, your keys, everything has some connection to fossil fuels. Prove me wrong. I'd love for somebody to turn around and go, yeah, 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 well, I have a pet rock, and it's a rock with a smiley face on it. Well, you know what? Even your pet rock with your smiley face on it, if somebody wrote that smiley face on there uh, using a magic marker, guess what? There's a connection. But anyway, let's continue. Let's get on with this. Like I said, welcome to Red October. The 20th of October, the Philadelphia Phillies are in the NLCS. That's right. It is all tied up one to one after a loss last night. Excuse me, need to drink my coffee. I'm 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 hyped up, man. I'm literally coffeeed the hell up majorly here. Um, it's funny. <laughs> I'm on like my sixth cup of coffee today, and I'm like like I got the shakes. But Philadelphia fans are like right now going, yeah, man. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sixers lost their first one to to, to the Celtics. Bad loss. But watching Ben Simmons struggle and lose is also a great thing for Sixers fans. So, but with that said, Flyers went off, started off with a three and zero run, lost last night to the Panthers. Hey, listen, we can't win them all. I get it. Phillies last night lost to the uh, Padres, uh, a big loss, eight to five, after leading four nothing. Which honestly, eh, that four nothing, there was no. I can't even say. I, maybe one of them was an earned run out of them four. You know, uh, Acuna Jr. kept losing the ball in the, in the sun. Crap like that. Uh, it just, just they were kind of shitty runs. Runs are runs. Don't really matter how you win them, how you get them. 
when you jack up the score. But at some point, you know, listen, the, the, the Padres are not the Braves. They're not the Cardinals. They're not going to lay down. I think the Braves kind of laid down on us. The Cardinals definitely just didn't even have a shot, I don't think. Padres are out to prove something, man. They really are. And uh, I don't think it's going to be an easy series. Not by any means, but it comes back now to Philadelphia for the next three games. So, with that being said, we actually can win three out and win at home, which would be fantastic. Do I think it's going to happen? No. I think we're going to end up taking it. I don't I don't see why the Phillies can't go to the World Series. I think we got the talent and the power. Um, I think we're going to take it in six. It's not going to be done in five. As much as I would love to see that happen. But anyway, let's get started here. I, I came out and I started out with just giving me that, that, that answer to my question about 99.9% of the shit that you own has something to do directly with fossil fuels. It all does. But we'll get to that in a few minutes. Let, let's get to some news first. Let, let's talk about what's going on around the world, in our own backyard, so on and so forth. Um, let's start with this from the New York Times. Uh, Liz Truss, um, Prime Minister uh, Ukraine, she resigned after only being in office for a short time. Um, this here, like I said, from the New York Times, we'll read it. UK Live updates. Liz, Liz Truss resigns as Prime Minister. Her departure after six weeks in office came as uh, virtually all of her signature tax cuts were being reversed. A stark uh, uh, repetition uh, of her leadership. Yeah, listen, every other country has their problems just like we do. And they're talking about inflation over in England. And I get a lot of our lefties on this side going, look, well, it's not just us that's inflation. Listen, our inflation could have been you know, detoured. It could have. Let's face the facts. Everyone right now, including us, are importing oil. We're buying it from somebody else, okay? We're buying it from overseas, from whether it's Saudi Arabia or Venezuela, wherever the hell you're going to buy it from. You're buying it from somewhere else. So with that being said, they're jacking up the prices. Prices are skyrocket for gas. It's a domino effect, and I said this to you before. It just leads down the fucking road. When it comes to a high gas price, then truckers got to jack their prices up. The production has to jack their prices up. So it, it hits you at the pump. It hits you in the supermarkets. It hits you at the, the, the convenience stores. It hits you, you know, even like when you're buying a TV and this and that. It's going to hit you because everything's going up as a direct result to high gas prices. We, on the other hand, eh, let's face the facts, people. These are facts to you lefties that want to fucking fight with me. Please bring it on. Joe Biden and his policies, his reversed executive orders in his very first day, stopping the Keystone Pipeline, stopped energy independence inside this country. We could have detoured this inflation, but mm, here we are. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mr. Biden. I really appreciate it. But in England, they're having their own problems here. So Prime Minister Liz Truss of Britain said on Thursday that she would resign just days after her new finance minister, finance minister, they're all ministers over there, not the kind you think, but the finance minister reversed virtually all of her planned tax cuts, sweeping away a free market uh, 
fiscal uh, agenda that promised a uh, radical policy shift for Britain, but instead plunged the country into weeks of economic and political turmoil. Her her, Her departure after only six weeks in office, the shortest tenure ever for a British Prime Minister, was a rapid fall from power that throws her Conservative Party into further disarray. Following the messy departure of Boris Johnson uh, over the summer, she said she would remain party leader and prime minister until a successor is chosen within a week. Look, other countries have their own problems. You know, going through the fucking problem right now over in Ukraine. And yet, it seems like we, the United States of America, always sticks their sticky little fingers in everybody else's fucking problems. England has its problems. Let that go. Ukraine has its problems. Let it go. We have our own problems that need to be fixed here. And that's why I get involved in this because I try my hardest to put it out there for you, the listener, to actually get some information here on why we need to vote in a direction that's going to benefit the people. Because like I said before in prior podcast, it's we the people of the United States of America, not we the government. We need to actually get these corrupt bureaucrats the fuck out of Washington. But we haven't yet, and there are still delusional people out there that think that Biden is a better choice, which is fucking beyond unbelievable that people actually think that. But let's continue. So, with this being said, we'll go away from that, but it's, yeah, her departure is just, you know, because of the turmoil and the bullshit that's going on there and the inflation that's going on there, which it's going on everywhere, but like I said, and people are going to go, well, see, they have inflation too, and so does this country. So We all buy oil from the same fucking places, and oil is expensive. It just leads to a domino effect of this. Listen, England can have their fucking problems. That's fine. We had an opportunity to not have these problems because we can build my, our, we can fix it ourselves. But we chose not to because Joe Biden came in and decided he'll get richer in his investments by using the American dollar to purchase foreign oil. And it watched the money in his investments just grow because of that instead of actually doing it on his own or doing it here and building. And people go, well, how does that work? Look, it's not fucking rocket science, people. <sighs> Let's say you own a home and your water heater takes a shit. It's $650 to go out and buy a water heater and do it yourself if you know how to. Okay? Let's just say it's $1,650 to have somebody come out and do it. What's the smarter thing to do if you know how to do it yourself? Hmm. Well, that's how it goes with this. We had an opportunity to do this shit ourselves. And we have a bureaucratic administration that comes in there and says, no, we'd rather buy it. Okay. These politicians walk away from their from their jobs. Okay. Here's a bunch of people who locked you down in the summer times of last year, so on and so forth, with, with policies that just were beyond belief with COVID. And, you know... Actually cause people to lose their jobs, to to have to close up their businesses, so on and so forth. And here they are begging you to vote for them again, to put them back in office. The same people. And there are dumb people out there who will actually go do it. That's what is beyond belief with me. Donald Trump, you could say what you want to say about Donald Trump. He could have, he might have, he might have did this, he might have did that. Listen, 
the whole point of the matter is before COVID hit, we had a strong economy. We had strong foreign relations. Unemployment was at all time low for everybody. Things were great across the board. And if you think they weren't, you're either blind, naive, or you're dumb as fuck. Because it is exactly how it was pre-COVID. COVID hit, and I ain't going to turn around and say any president you put in fucking place wasn't going to do a great job with COVID. Joe Biden got put into place with COVID, okay? COVID had nothing to do with his reversal of executive orders. That's fucking obvious because he reversed an executive order on the fucking border fucking fence, creating a crisis, which he claimed it on himself. A fucking national crisis of all these border jumpers coming in from fucking Mexico, Guatemala, etc. He claimed it a crisis. He opened the border wide up during a pandemic and claimed it a crisis. A direct result of him and his policies had nothing to do with fucking COVID. He didn't, he wasn't under this fucking, he got COVID, was sick, and he was delusional and signed this executive order. That ain't how it worked. He knew exactly what the fuck he was doing. He's creating every single problem that's actually happening in this country right now as a direct result of his policy reversals, his policies that he's making up. He's an absolute loser. He's not doing a good job. Most of the people in this country with a brain say it. The people who are under this fucking delusion do not see it. Mm -hmm. So now we have this weak, feeble old man at the reins. We have a administration who has no clue what the hell they're doing. So we have turmoil happening all over the country. Here in England, they have their own problems. And then you have your other problems over here in uh, Ukraine. You have Putin. Putin, okay, this is from the AP News. Putin threatens grip on Ukraine and Russia with martial law. Hmm. Saw this kind of coming. Okay, we're going to talk about this now. And this is from um, a AP News, okay? Understand something. I put this, if, if there's a problem, write to me. Like I said, unrealpodcast101gmail.com. That's how you get a hold of me. I read right off of somebody else's news source, and I give you my opinion on it. And my opinion, okay, is exactly what it is. It's an opinion. It comes from me. It's guaranteed to me by the First Amendment in the Constitution of the United States of America that I can speak freely about how I feel about this. This is not my... I didn't make this shit up. This is from the APnews.com. You can look it up yourself. Okay? Moscow. Russian President Vladimir Vladimir Putin declared martial law Wednesday in the four regions of Ukraine that Moscow... Annexed and gave. Oh, I got an ad. Sorry, hold on. I'm trying to read and ads pop up, but I'm not paying for shit. I'm not paying you AP News. Ugh. Oh, excuse me. I needed that, man. <laughs> and you know how my podcast. If you're a listener, you know how my podcast are. I don't edit shit. You'll hear that burp. And I apologize for it. Excuse me. I said. Anyway, annexed and gave all regional governors in Russia emergency powers. That opened the door for sweeping new restrictions throughout the country. Putin didn't immediately spell out the steps that would be taken under martial law, but said his order was effective starting Thursday. His uh, decree gave law enforcement agencies three days to submit specific proposals and orders. Mm -hmm. uh, the creation of territorial defense forces in the annexed regions. 
Um, the upper house of Russia's uh, parliament quickly endorsed Putin's decision to impose martial law in the annexed uh, Donetsk, I, I guess, D-O-N-E-T-S-K, Donetsk, Kernson, Luhansk, and uh, Zapor's Heli, whatever the fuck. I'm sorry. I'm not Ukrainian. I'm not Russian. I can't always make these out. I'm just saying them how I, I see them. Zapor's Hazia. Whatever regions, I guess of Ukraine. Uh, the approved legislation uh, indicated the declaration may involve restrictions on travel and public gatherings, tighter censorship, and broader authority for law enforcement agencies. We are working to solve very difficult, large-scale tasks to ensure Russia's security and safe future to protect our people. Putin said in televised remarks at the start of a social uh, a Security Council meeting. Those who are on the front lines or undergoing training at firing ranges and training centers should feel our support and know that they have our big, great country and unified people behind their back. On Saturday, the Russian... Listen, he's saying this to his own people, which half of his own people don't even want to fight in this fucking war. They're going, what the fuck? I was I was fine having fun on social media and playing TikTok shit. But here they are fighting. On Saturday, the Russian Defense Ministry said two men fired a uh, sol- yeah, fired at his soldiers on a military firing range near Ukraine, killing 11 and wounding 15. The ministry said two men from an, un- uh, an unnamed former Soviet Republic fired on volunteer soldiers during target practice before they were killed by return fire. These people had enough. That's the thing. They're trying to vigilantes. They're, 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 they're trying to become kind of vigilantes against their own people, saying, like, we had enough. We don't want to fight for you. And they're just trying to fight back. I mean, understand if the people would have fought back against Hitler, you know, if they would have said, now we're not giving up our guns. No, we're not doing this. And we're fighting back. It would be put in the same kind of situation, but you would have had less and less and less bullshit. Uh, so Putin didn't provide, de- didn't provide details of the extra powers the heads of Russia region will have under this decree. However, the order states that measures, uh, let's see, advised by martial law could be introduced, uh, anywhere in Russia when necessary. According to the Russian legislation, martial law could require banning public gatherings, introducing travel bans and curfews, and conducting censorship, among other restrictions. Hmm. Wow, think about that. It sounds like COVID, doesn't it? The martial law thing. Banning public gatherings, introducing travel bans and curfews, and conducting censorship, so that way you can't say against us, among other restrictions. That's, that's, I, should I say that again? According to the Russian legislation, martial law could require banning public gatherings, introducing travel bans and curfews, and conducting censorship, among other restrictions. That was COVID in this own, in your own country. Your government against you people. Remember that. Putin last month ordered a mobilization of army uh, reservists, prompting hundreds of thousands of men to flee Russia. Uh, the Russian leader on Wednesday also ordered the establishment of a coordination committee to increase interactions between government agencies in dealing with the fighting in Ukraine, which Putin continued to call a special military operation. Prime, Mis- Prime Minister uh, Mikhail Mishustin, Mishustin uh, who was named to lead the committee, said it would focus on boosting supplies of weapons and military equipment, conducting construction work, and felicitating transportation. 
Uh, in Russia's region bordering Ukraine, authorities plan to tighten security at key facilities and conduct checks of uh, motorists, among other measures, according to uh, Andrea Karpatov. Kar- Kartapalov. Kartapalov. Uh, sorry if I pronounce these names wrong. Kartapalov, I guess it looks like it says. Uh, head of the Defense Committee of Russia Lower House of Parliament. So this is all from the AP News. Um, yeah, you know, Putin was threatening nuclear attacks. And that's a threat to the West, to us. Um, even the smallest nuclear threat um, using tactical nuclear weapons on certain spots in Ukraine... Uh, it leads us to know that it's realistic and it could end in very, very, very harsh tragedy with a nuclear holocaust for the world. This guy is a little off his rocker. He needs to be taken seriously. Our president, on the other hand, is not taken seriously whatsoever because none of these leaders right now, including Kim Jong-un of uh, North Korea or the president of China... And all this bullshit with Taiwan going on, none of these leaders right now from other countries take our country and this president and his administration serious because he's a feeble old man who doesn't even know how to speak. He can't read off a teleprompter anymore. He's old. He's decrepit. He's no good for us. We need him out of here ASAP. So all you people out there, I'm just, all I'm trying to do is I read you the news on what's actually happening. I put my own opinionated spin on it. And then I just try to help you make a fucking logical decision on who you should have in office. Every single thing in this country right now that's happening that's negative, negative, is a direct result to Joe Biden and his policies and his administration's policies. Direct result, but yet you will still vote for him, which makes absolutely no sense. And the things that are happening around the world with Putin and the invasion in the Ukraine with China and Taiwan, North Korea. These people during the Trump administration actually respected Donald Trump, regardless of whether you want to say, oh, Trump was in his pocket. I don't give a fuck if Trump was paying somebody off. The thing is, they respected him and we didn't have these problems. We didn't have the threat of nuclear fucking holocaust during Donald Trump, but yet we have it here during Joe Biden's administration. It makes absolutely no sense that people actually will still stick behind this clown. But here we are. Sorry, I'm bumping into my microphone and my microphone is giving me feedback. Stop trying, but it was delusional. People are delusional. Anyway, same, with that being said, we have Joe Biden and his approval ratings here we are, because we're only days from the midter- midterms now. And we have Joe Biden's RP, uh, the, the RCP average as of 10.9 to 10.19. His approval is at a 43.1%, a little bit up from what it was. Still at a 54.2 disapproval rating, 11.1. From the CNBC, CCNBC, whatever the fuck that is. He's got a 46% approval rating and a 50% disapproval, which that's bullshit. You know, come on, think about this. And then the next one, Ras, uh, Rasmussen reports, whoever Rasmussen is, 44 and 55. These are probably, they're left wings. First of all, we know CNBC's left wing. 
Uh, and this Rasmussen probably is very left wing too, but the, uh, the RCP average is pretty much your, your, that's what it comes down to. That's the real clear politics. That's, that's what shows. Then you have like the spread with, with Fetterman and Oz, you have a 48 to 46. It's weird. It's a plus two for Fetterman, but it's getting actually tighter that race. Um, I don't like either of them people and I'm, I'm a Pennsylvanian. I don't like Oz and I don't like Fetterman and we're right back into a situation where, I'm actually acting like the left when you voted for Biden and you went, well, I'm voting for the lesser of the two evils. Well, here I am trying to think of who the fuck I would vote for of these lesser of two evils, but they're both fucked up people. I got to put into perspective what I want done here and what I don't want done. Listen, I said it in the beginning of this. We need fossil fuels, no matter how you slice it. I know that 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 Oz is against the fracking bullshit and all that stuff, but you need it. You, you can't just. I think he's he's either against. I don't know. I read something earlier. Don't quote me on this. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I see the ads all the time. I see the bullshit ads on TV are ridiculous. It's really ridiculous how bad you can bash the other fucking guy and get away with it. It's like crazy. But I see I see what's going on. We have. I live in Philadelphia, people. Okay. Crime is absolutely ridiculous in this fucking city right now. We have a guy like, and this is probably where I would say I'd vote for Oz. Because I'm more about the Oz situation than the Fetterman situation. Oz is more pro-gun and he thinks that we should be able to actually protect ourselves. Um... We need to fund the police. We need to make the police stronger. We need to make more of a police presence here because this this city is just becoming overrun by criminals, and it's due to uh, Mayor Kenny and uh, Krasner, uh, District Attorney, who is soft on crime and who just allows these people to you know you, you commit the crime on Friday of carjacking and be out doing it again by Monday because the soft on crime just lets them right back out. Fetterman is that kind of guy. I know that he he stated his policies on letting out less hardened criminals, as in like light light drug charges and things out. But just the other week, Joe Biden supposedly pardoned all those people. So, and I know Fetterman. Uh, that's my doing. I talked to him about. No, 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 no. Hear me out. You don't have a platform now to stand on, Fetterman. You just don't. Now, what's your platform? Now you you want to let out the hardened criminals. Which that's one of the things I see on his. Uh, he wants to let out these 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 people who fucking murdered people. I also see that Fetterman, you know, chased down a black kid with a gun, stopping him. Like that's this this crazy shit. I I hear that the guy lived in his parents' basement into his upper forties. I'm looking at myself. I'm going. This guy's my age. I haven't lived with my parents since like my very early twenties. This guy's a loser, Fetterman. So, but Oz is, 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 is just, he's out of touch with Pennsylvania because he's not really a Pennsylvanian and he's, he's a, he's a TV doctor who pushes miracle fucking weight loss pills and shit. Like, I don't know. There's no lesser of two evils here. They're both fucked up, but I don't know who I'd vote for in this one. But on the clear politics thing, let's just put it out there. Fetterman is at 48. Oz is at 46. It's a plus two for Fetterman. That's... The approval rating of Joe Biden is what we're really interested in. He's a he's a fucking loser, but yet if he wins again with a low approval rating like this and all this shit, like there's something really fucked up in our in our voting system and it really has to be fixed because to me, 
I didn't believe at first, like at first I did, and then I didn't, and then I did again. I didn't believe that there was, at first I said, okay, there's some cheating here going on. Then I started to get convinced that there wasn't no cheating. It was all fine. But then as the time went and a year later, Pennsylvania decided to say that mail-in voting is unconstitutional after most of Pennsylvania mail-in voted and voted Biden in, it's like, wow, your guy's in there. He's been in there for a year, so now's the time when you can actually call out the bullshit. Then they, you know, with the with the, the vote counters in Pennsylvania and all that shit, like, I'm starting to really believe that, yes, there was a lot of wrongdoing in the voting system. And then the biggest part of that is when they turn around and go, there's not enough wrongdoing to overturn the election. Hmm. I don't know, but to me, wouldn't any wrongdoing from one side compared to the other, wouldn't that be considered cheating and shouldn't you be disqualified? I, I don't know. If I cheated on an exam in school, but even now where he caught me cheating, it wouldn't have mattered anyway because I got everything else right on the test. I still was caught cheating. I don't know. It, to me, this it just... We live in a world where everybody's all about what ifs. Maybe, could have happened, might have happened. How about we just use the facts? How about we stop teaching kids that it's okay to cheat? That it's okay to do this and do that? That it's okay to just... <laughs> I, I, it's, to, to, to just be wrong. It's, it's, it's not. It's, it's really not. It's not okay to cheat. Okay, it's not okay to go and rape and pillage. It's not okay to carjack people at night. But allowing a person to, to carjack, basically by them carjacking on Friday and being let free on, on, on Monday to do it again, is, is beyond, it's, it's beyond, it's beyond believable. In the city of Philadelphia, like I said, I said on my last podcast, Wawa, not far from me, a couple miles was ransacked in the middle of the night by all these kids and they posted all over fucking the, the, the TV and like, man, these kids are standing there going, you can make me a sandwich. And I'm sitting there going, well, you're showing these kids that these kids go into the Wawa, they do this, and then they're still free. They're out doing whatever they're going to fucking do. They haven't been caught. They're not being reprimanded for their fucking actions. This is not right. Indoctrination. This is indoctrination of small children. Like, we're teaching our kids... And I think that's what this government is actually into right now. Is, is what they're doing. They're they're training our kids to trust in them, the government. Trust the government. It's a government-run country. Us people who were born pre-1990, pre-1995, somewhere around there, we look at it and we go, we know what the Constitution of the United States really is. We know how this country was founded. We know about the Revolutionary War and the Civil War and everything that has happened throughout our lives. We know the facts about it. We know what slavery was. We really know the history by the facts. The kids don't. Today's kids don't know what the real facts are. I think that people, you need to stop allowing the school system to teach your kids based on the opinions of the, the, the district and the teachers in that district. You need to take a, your kids by the hand and say, here, this is what actually really happened. Here's a, an encyclopedia from 1985. Read that. When it comes to uh, 
Columbus Day and Christopher Columbus and what he did. Listen, I get it. People want to fucking argue the fact that, oh my God, the guy was a rapist and he owned slaves and it's not, okay. And he really didn't discover anything. So why is it his day? Well, let me explain to you why it was his day. The guy decided to sail across the ocean. I think I said this in the last piece, but I'm going to re re-say it anyway. The guy sailed across the ocean. When he was told, he was whispered in his ear that you're going to fall off the face of the earth because the earth's flat. All these flat earthers back then. And he goes, I'm still going to sail that way. And he sails out. He ends up bumping into this place called the New Land. Well, there was people already living there. So how has he discovered it? Okay. I get what you're saying. There's already people on that land. But he bumped into the land. He discovered that there was land over here. Regardless of whether there's people already on it or not. If I move into a new neighborhood, okay, and I don't ask anybody about anything, and I just get in my car and I drive that way, and I bump into a McDonald's, I come back and I say, guess what I found over there? A McDonald's. So we're only right down the road from McDonald's. So if we we're ever hungry, we can just go to... I didn't discover... But I did discover. I discovered it for myself. And I let my people who moved there with me know that, that there's a McDonald's over there. So if you go that way, you're going to run into a McDonald's. That's what he did. Okay, so he sailed across the blue. He hit the land, regardless of whether it was the people there or not. He goes, wow, there's land here. He got back on his ship and he sailed back to his countries. He got there and he told his people that, hey, there's land that way. Go. So... People boarded ships and they sailed to the new land. Regardless of what the guy's background was, regardless of whether there was already people living on that land or not, he set forth exploration to a new land. If it wasn't for him, most of us, including myself, may not even exist. Because my background comes from Poland, Ireland, and those kind of places. Germany, okay? I have, a, I have a lot of background from overseas of European descent, okay? People of Asian descent, same thing. They'd have to sail across. Now, don't get me wrong. Eventually, somebody else would have sailed across it and did the same thing. Now, during the time when he did, we're talking the 1400s, people. Of course, he had slaves because either in the 1400s, you were either a slave or you weren't one. And if you weren't one, you probably owned many. Oh, but he raped and pillaged. Oh, did he rape his slaves by any chance? Because guess what? That was happening into the 1900s, people. Wow. Oh, I'm mind boggled. It's Columbus Day, no matter how you slice it. It's not Indigenous People Day because there is not a fucking thing that has any significance to that day and Indian people. And when I say Indian people, I'm talking about the Indians that lived here. Indigenous Indians. Okay, there's not a significance to that day, but there is a significance to the day that Christopher Columbus sailed across and landed here in order to go back and tell his people that there's land that way and sail out that way. Do yourselves a favor and teach your kids that. That is a fact, no matter how you slice it. If you have a problem with that, please, I'd love to argue that fact with you. Unrealpodcast101 at gmail.com. That's how you get a hold of me. But anyway... So let's get out of that. Let's move on to another big delusion here, okay? Oil, the Green New Deal. That's a delusion to people. I'm arguing with people earlier today because somebody put on there about Oz and fracking. And I think I think Oz is all about fracking. Maybe that's why I got into this argument over it. 
in with these these let me let me let me just quote this out. You people who are under the big delusion, okay, of you know, green new energy, global warming, climate change, electric vehicles, and the future, and anti fossil fuels, please do me a favor. I'll give you all the time in the world. Go into your home, whether you rent or you buy, whatever, your apartment, your home, whatever, okay? Look at the place you live in. Look at all the things inside your home. Also, look at your home, whether in its apartment or house, whatever it might be. Look at it, even if it's a shack, look at it. Go outside, look at your car, look at your automobile, look at the things inside your automobile. Look at yourself in the mirror. The clothes you're wearing, the glasses on your face, the cell phone in your pocket, and the keys. The wallet. The money inside that wallet. Every single thing you own, 99.9%, I'm going to say it's 99.9%, I might even say it's 100%, but I'll give that 0.011 whatever percent to it not being directly involved. But everything that you have, that you own, has some connection to fossil fuel. We need fossil fuel people to survive in this world. We need it to warm our homes. We need it to run our vehicles. Oh, no, you know, we need, you need gas. Or we don't need gas. We need electric vehicles. Electric vehicles are the way to the future. That's funny because they run on lithium batteries. You ever look into a lithium mine and how it's mined? Yeah, you need machinery to do this. The machinery is run on fossil fuels. You need machinery to refine it. Also run on fossil fuels. It's it's being sent to places that have to make the batteries, which the batteries are built out of plastics, which the plastic itself is made from oils, fossil fuels. Everything has some connection somewhere along the line to fossil fucking fuels, people. But yet you're under this big delusion, especially from your fucking bureaucratic Joe Biden and his fucked up administration that they're going to push EV, 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 EV is the way to the future. It's not. Emissions control. That's what I'll hear from the, from people next. It's emissions. It's about emissions. Well, do yourself a favor. How about this? You look up emissions from a gas-powered car and look up emissions from the tires on that gas-powered car or even the tires on your electric vehicle and tell me the amount of emissions that come off of your tires in the lifespan of the tires. And your tires have a lifespan of probably around forty to 60,000 miles. So within that time span, tell me the emissions that come off your tires and then compare it to the emissions that come out the tailpipe of your gas-powered car. Please, I'll give you all the time in the world. It's more. Okay, it's more people that come off the tires. But you don't want to hear it. You want Well, but see, you got the gas and the tire. That's what you're going to hear. There's always an argument from the left. And it's like, hello, let's just wake up and realize we're not fixing anything by being green. We're not. I don't know where you people get this delusion that we're fixing things by being green because we're not fixing nothing. Basically, it's like a Band-Aid, sort of, kind of. Think about this. We all live in the same house, people. I said this before. My bedroom might be super clean, but my brother's bedroom or whoever's next to me is rat infested, bug infested, it's dirty. They never clean nothing. My bedroom will be infected by his bedroom at some point. It'll be infected, affected, whatever you want to use. You can use both terms in that case. At some point, my, my bedroom will be infected or affected by his bedroom. We, we 
all live in the same house, people. We all live in the same house. And I know people go, yeah, I know. So if we all get together, oh, really? So if every single American gets together and we compost, we, we, we recycle, we do everything we can, you still think that we're making a difference. Like, we're going to make a little bit of a difference. We're not fixing nothing. Why? Because we all live in the same house. Not the United States of America, but Earth. Earth is the house we all live in. India, Russia, China. These people who don't give a fine shit about the environment, their emissions don't matter. They just fucking pollute the earth. They don't care. We, we have to live in the same house as them. But yet you're under in a delusional world that the Green New Deal is going to fix everything. Ugh, wake up, people. Just realize who you're voting for. Please do yourself a favor and realize who you're voting for when you go out and vote. Midterms, the next fucking presidential election. Okay, just understand who you're voting for. Oh, so with that being said, let's let's move here to something else. I got to talk. There's two different things I got to talk about. One, abortion. And I know abortion, I've t- I talk about it all the time, but I listen to it, another podcast and I love it. And I hope that anybody who talks to him, anybody who's listening to my podcast, maybe he is, maybe some of his people are listening. Whatever. Tim Pool, your podcast is fucking fantastic. Love it. And if you don't listen to Tim Pool, do yourself a favor and listen to Tim Pool every weeknight, 8 o'clock. Like him. Follow him. And subscribe to him because he's a, he's an awesome podcaster. Anyway, don't get me wrong. Okay? I have my opinions on, on Tim and on Ian Crossan and all the guys on the show. Like, yeah, I listen to it, and I'm like, uh, sometimes Ian's uh, a little far-fetched. Sometimes Tim is. But uh, the podcast is still great. It still puts it out, and it still gives a perspective of everybody's opinion on it. And I love that, and that's what it should be. That's what's great about America, the Constitution of the United States, and the First Amendment. We have a freedom of speech, and we can put our opinions out there, whether somebody likes them or not. And we can try to come to some kind of compromise when we talk, a debate. And that's what we need. We don't have that anymore because, let's face the facts, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party just don't see eye to eye anymore. But that's what I'm saying. But anyway, two nights ago, okay, on Tim Pool, Tim had a person, I'm never going to, I'm not going to say names now. I said Ian Cross and I said Tim Pool, and I say these these people that are on there, that Luke Krakowski, they're all, they're part of the show. And I'll say their names because it's their show and I think the show's great. Listen to it. It's a good show. So anyway, he had a guest on and the guest Sounded like he was older. I, d- I didn't watch a show. I listened to it. And I, I'm not going to say the guy's name, but he came off as very pro-life. And when I say pro-life, I'm sorry. I, I can't use these terms lightly because I don't believe pro-life or pro-choice. They're just soft words to, 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 to characterize something even worse. It's You're either pro-abortion or you're anti-abortion. That's what it comes down to. It. And this guy was so anti-abortion. Like, it didn't fucking matter. Life for him was at conception. No matter how the person's life was that's carrying the baby, he didn't give a flying shit about it. So I don't want to hear that you're pro-life. But he was a nutbag with it. He Tim was trying to at least talk to him and compromise and say, well, what if? And put it in his. And I get it. Tim, at some point, I said, I think when Ian got involved in it, and Tim said something about, well, Ian, you put a lot of things, you know, into a, 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 a into a scenario. I agree, 
with Ian on that. You, you, I think you need to put things into scenarios so that way you can make a real decision about how you're thinking. Maybe this guy doesn't have kids or doesn't. maybe his kids are just boys. I have two daughters. I use them in the scenario all the time. And here's how I looked at it. Even Tim came out and goes, well, what about medical? What about rape? And the guy goes, well, no, not even that. It's at conception. That's a life and you're killing a life. Listen, I can't agree with this guy at all. I'm sorry. The thing I look at it is, if you're pro-life, you have to have compassion for the person actually carrying that child. If you have no compassion for the situation that that person was in when they got pregnant, you're not pro-life. You're just anti-abortion. And that's all this guy was. He was a nutbag anti-abortionist. Okay. I've already spoke about this before and I told you how I feel about it. If it's rape, if it's this, this guy claims, and don't get me wrong. I understand. Like he wants to say life happens at conception. That's the life. It starts here and there and there and there. Now, He's totally for abolishing abortion completely, 100%. And your government is the ones who are going to step in and change laws and make laws happen so that way it could possibly be abolished completely, 100%. Here's my kicker when it comes to that. This is where I think you should step in as a person who is more, and I can't say pro-choice because I'm not pro-choice, I'm pro-abortion. People with pro-choice, not every woman, and Tim Pool said this that night, not, 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 there's too many people out there that use it. They're, they're, listen to me, one is too many people. But there are people out there, because you're going to get the fight from the left that's going to turn around and go, oh yeah, look at how many, there's only a few. It doesn't matter if it's one. People use it as some sort of contraceptive, some sort of birth control. That's not right, okay? So I'm pro-abortion. I think that abortion shouldn't be totally abolished for the fact that if it's medical, if it's rape, something of that nature, that it should stick around, it should stay. You can't just totally eliminate it and take it away from a woman's choice to do it. Even a young girl who has a mistake and is too afraid to go to their parents, you have to make some kind of exception. But there has to be rules, there has to be you know, restrictions on how, how, how you keep it. You can't just make it totally pro-choice because like I said there's too many people out there who aren't mature enough to make a choice of their own but anyway so here you go you have the government steps in and now they want to be in control of this and they step in to tell you you can't have any fucking right over your body and if you get raped and you have this child you and you get pregnant you have to have this child this is where I step in as somebody on the left side saying my body my choice and you're not giving me my choice to have this child. So how about this? From conception, Mr. Government, how about from conception through 18 years of age, you take care of this child? Seems pretty reasonable to me, right? This kid comes, you know, all through it. You pay for the whole fucking medical, every medical fucking situation from conception to birth, everything beyond, every medical thing for the child. Not tax. Listen, I know. Oh, well, we have to raise taxes on that. That doesn't sound fair to me. But hold on, you you take care of the child from from birth to eighteen years old. So if this kid's a little fucking juvenile delinquent, if he's a little piece of shit, and he goes out and he's he, he's destructive, he's causing vandalism. It's your responsibility, not the parents. 
Uh, if he goes, uh, if, if he's 17 years old, 16 years old, 15 years old, and he commits a crime, major crime, it's not the parent's fault. It's the government's fault. You're in control. You're responsible for the child, not the parent. But that ain't how the government looks at it. No, you're, you need to be responsible for it. Oh, uh, that doesn't make sense to me then. I should be able to make a choice whether I want to bring this child into the world or not then. Now, not late term. Like I said, if she was raped, give her the opportunity early term to eliminate this 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 pregnancy. Give a person who medically doesn't, you know, it, it's the baby or your life, give them a choice to make a decision. That's a hard enough decision for the mother who actually wanted to have the child to make if she has to eliminate the child because of its medical thing. Her and the, the, the husband, possibly. It shouldn't be the government's choice. It should not. You're giving the government too much power. Again, here's the right, the Republican side. And they constantly talk about Joe Biden has too much power, this and that and this. But if you're putting pro-life and pro-choice into the government's hands, you're just giving them more and more and more power over your life, over your, your situation. It's not right. So, Tim, I'm totally behind how you were putting it. You were trying... Ian, you were putting, you were trying to put it into a scenario that was great. Um, yeah, I'm totally. I think the guy was a nutbag, absolute nutbag. And these people, like, it just doesn't make sense to me. We need to step outside of ourselves. We need to put things into perspective. We need to put things into a situation to where it actually is a scenario that might affect our lives, our children's lives, our families' lives, or even our friends and our 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 our, our you know. The people that we share a neighborhood with or a city with or a state with, we need to put it all into perspective and say what's right and what's wrong. And not everybody is on the same page. So we need to come up with a compromise. That's where restrictions, you don't just eliminate, you set restrictions. I'm all about it with gun control and gun laws too. I don't say gun control because I don't think a law-abiding citizen should give up any kind of gun. Not in this goddamn country, not in this time. Never. Now, on certain things, bump stocks and silencers and things of that nature, yeah, I, I mean, I can sit there and actually step in as a gun owner, as a, as a gun advocate and say, yeah, there should be some restrictions, some laws. The age to walk into a gun store and buy an AR-15, maybe our kids, maybe this, maybe the youth in today's country right now is not mature enough to buy these weapons. Then maybe we should set some restrictions. I don't know. I'm a person that sits on the fence and I lean my feet over to the right. Now, don't get me wrong. I think I'm starting to have my feet dangle on the left a little more too because of this Roe versus Wade bullshit and abortion. Because that, but that's the only issue I have on the left side. Everything else leans to the right. All my stuff is like, like, no, we need to continue to drill here. We need to continue to be more energy independent. We need to bring down inflation and we need to bring down gas prices. We need to make America stronger. Military wise, we got to stop handing weapons to countries that don't deserve them. They're not in the UN. Stop helping them. We're making ourselves weaker to help a country be stronger. And you know what's really crazy? And this could happen. Here you go. Put it into a scenario. What happens if we keep handing Ukraine weapons? And then Ukraine turns around and says, yeah, we were in cahoots with Russia the whole time. This was all staged. This We knew this was going to happen. There was going to be some consequences. I mean, it's casualties of war. People are going to die. But now we're a stronger country because now Ukraine and Russia unite. We have a lot of weapons from the Americans. 
made your arsenal a little weaker. Could happen. All these things could happen. you got to put shit into scenarios and just think. Sounds conspiracy theorist, but the shit could happen. Never thought COVID would shut down businesses, would keep people home from working, would keep people locked down in their homes. You never thought COVID or a disease would do that. It sure as hell didn't do it in 1918 when the great influenza happened. People just covered their noses on their own. They weren't told what to do. So with Tim, with that, and with saying with the pro-life nut, he was a nut. Tim, I love you. Let's get into one really quick second one. I got a few minutes left here. Tim, last night's episode, you just got into the divorce thing. This is talk, and this is an argument that actually hits home with me because I went through it. The no-fault divorce argument, Tim, and I get it. You kept talking about how Women, women, women. It seems like women in any kind of divorce, any kind of fight, the woman has the upper hand. And it shouldn't always be that way. Now, I get what you were saying, Tim. I understand it where you say, well, the man probably makes a lot more money than the woman. And it just seems to me that it's always the woman is on top, the man's underneath. It seems unfair to me. In my case, okay, look, it. I take responsibility for my side of how things went. And the wrong direction it went. The toxicity inside my relationship, so on and so forth. But this all started years and years and years prior to the divorce. Okay? Whether it was financially struggling that led to arguments, fights, that led up to cheating. Now, understand something. I know as soon as you say cheating, a lot of women going, hey, you're a cheating piece of shit, dude. How about this? No. How about it was the woman that cheated? How about the man, in this case, was actually a good husband, a good, you know, yes, we fought, we argued. Every fucking married couple does. But maybe the husband was trying to be a good husband, a good dad, trying to be a good provider, never cheated, never did anything that bad, wasn't a drinker, wasn't an abuser. I mean, don't get me wrong, verbally abusing and physically abusing, it comes with the territory as in like, I don't, I don't ever say that it should happen but it does happen in relationships and a lot of times it's mutual but it should never happen but these things lead to i'm going to say they lead to cheating but when you have somebody a man who actually is trying to make things work and the cheating happens numerous times and the man continues to just try to keep his house together the family unit going and at, finally after so many times a man turns around and says nah This isn't how it should be. I'm a better person than this. I deserve more. I bring enough to the table. I'm not going to... I I, I, I have more self-respect for myself. I'm not going to take this anymore. You're not going to do this to me. And the man actually goes and says, I'm stepping away. Sells the house. Moves on. Still takes care of his kids. His kids, plural. Now, maybe even this person might be just a stepfather or a stepmother. Like, it's... It's really got to be put out in the open. For Tim, the argument with the no-fault divorce thing is I don't think no-fault divorces. I think it should stay in all states that it should be. you should be able to have fault divorces because somebody has to take responsibility for the actions that happen. In my case, okay, I walked away because I was tired of being like taken advantage of. I was the provider. I tried 
I tried and I tried and I finally said, I'm worth more than this. And I walked away, took 50% split in custody, not by the bulks, but I, it was 100%, 50%. Nobody can ever take that away from me because I saw my child 50% of the time, always. Still was taken to court for child support, which made no sense to me for that reason. Okay. And thank God for fault divorce in the state that I was able to at least say, I have proof of this and this. You're not going to take half of my money, half of my pension, half of my retirement. You're not going to do that. That helped me out. So with this argument, Tim, I love you guys. I think it's great that your episodes, it comes back to this. You know, and, and whatever Ian might have said, I don't think it was Ian. I think that actually was proven with somebody else that said it. But with the fault divorce and the no fault divorce, I think that every state in the United States of America should have a fault divorce, an option to take fault divorce as long as you can prove fault. Because a lot of times, Tim, yes, don't get me wrong. Statistically, most of the time, the man is is is, is the provider, this and that. But Ian's right. Women take advantage of men way too much. Look, I've seen it with other fa- with other friends, marriages, failing, and I've actually heard it through grapevines of the wife saying that, you know, telling somebody else saying that, yeah, once I'm done my schooling, I'm leaving him. And, and it, it seems like it seems wrong because that man was just taken advantage of. Like I said, statistically, usually the woman's the one, and I get it, but I think that every state in the United States needs to have a option of of fault divorce in these cases. But I love your show, Tim. It was fucking, it's awesome. But I was listening to that. I just wanted to put my scenario out there. And like I said, got to use scenarios. They help for you to make decisions and the right decisions. Um, With that being said, anyway, Red October. Again, people, love you. Listen to Tim Pool, Tim, Ian Crossley, they're all, Luke Krakowski, they're all great people. Listen to his show. It's an awesome podcast. Like them. Subscribe to them. Like my show. Okay. Tell friends about my show. Because my show isn't quite like Tim's. Uh, I don't know if I have a like button. I never really looked into it. I, I know I have listener base. And I love it that I do. And I just do this because I enjoy doing it. it it's kind of a rant for me. It's kind of just lets me speak my mind. Everything that I say is my opinion. Based off of what I hear in podcasts. What I read off of factual things online it's a it's a great it's it's a great thing to be able to just get out and, and vent um with that being said man like i said red october phillies go fucking phillies love it i mean it's great to see all you other teams that are in there but my phillies are in there eagles i'm not a huge eagles fan i'm a dolphins fan two is coming back this week awesome um but the eagles six and oh man and continue to keep running. You got a bye week this week. You're playing, I think, the shitty-ass Steelers next week, which Miami's playing the Steelers this week with two back. So we'll see what happens. But until the next show, I guess I'll talk to you. Everybody stay patriotic. I love yous. And just listen to my show. Again, unrealpodcast101.gmail.com. That's how you get a hold of me. I'm also on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram. Unreal Reality. Still, I think my Facebook, I think shooting the shit is Instagram. Look me up, man. And if you, uh, and listen to me. If you like me, spread the word. All right, people, stay patriotic. Later.